Hello everyone, welcome back to Just So Girls. This is Erin and Julia. Um, so before we dive into our first duo episode for 2021, uh, we're going to do a quick little life update because it's been a hot minute since Julia and I have yeah. even <laughs> been on a podcast together since, mm-hmm. you know, life happens. And I the think holidays. that's <laughs> the holidays. But I think that's something that Julia and I even discussed um, offline is just making sure we keep this light and upbeat and something that we enjoy we want to keep coming back for more to do more and not make it a chore yeah. uh, so we kind of got creative if you've noticed and split it up a bit and did some separate episodes just to allow ourselves to find that balance uh, which you're going to hear a little bit of that in our episode tonight I almost said tonight but today recording tonight <laughs> whenever you're listening tonight today this morning yeah so quick little update about my life and then I'll pass it off to Julia is uh, you know full steam ahead I moved back into the city of Chicago whereas I resided out in the suburbs with family through the summer as the pandemic was you know full full steam ahead again raging (laughs) yeah raging Um, but I'm in advertising again full time so just a lot of my plate holidays happen do not move uh, a one week before the holidays or Christmas, I yeah, learned you, you that. Are, you guys are crazy. <laughs> we were that anxious to have our own space again. So I, that was a life lesson. So I'm going to pass that knowledge on to all of you. Do not do it. There is no reason to move and live in boxes as you're wrapping boxes. Yeah. To say. Uh, other than that, that's kind of uh, where I'm at. I mean, obviously lots of other things going on, but that's high level to just give you a quick uh, 104-1-1. Julia, how is everything going for you? You finally wrapped up that busy holiday season of commissions and artwork. I did. I feel like I have a bit of a holiday hangover. Oh oh my gosh. (laughs) I think I have a bit of a holiday hangover right now um, just because of like all the holiday commissions and now I'm like, okay, what do I do with all my time? <laughs> and because so I was just so, so busy with it. And then, um, the, also the holidays were just crazy for us. Cause, um, it's a really awesome thing to have, uh, your, your boyfriend's family in the same city as you but when they're actually literally a block away from you um but so many have to go to like this house and then this house it kind of was like okay i think i've celebrated christmas like i feels like five times now <laughs> i'm oh, ready yeah. i'm ready for it to be over um so it anyway it was all really good it's like the build up yeah it was like a lot of build up and then there was there were we did celebrate hardcore also kirk's dad's birthday is two days after christmas so Kirk, my boyfriend, is his birthday. We're recording today on the fifth. His birthday is tomorrow. So it's just been like so many celebrations. But I'm really ready for the new year. I'm ready to. I'm starting a new series right now of paintings that are Chicago inspired, but primarily like natural landscapes in Chicago. So I'm looking a lot at like parks in the city, um, the lakefront. So it's been fun, and I also feel like I haven't. I've done a lot of commissions that have been. Chicago theme, but I haven't actually like dived into doing Chicago and I'm like, you know, this is my home city. I live in Chicago now. Like, yeah, I'd be, I thought it'd be fun to do, um, just to mix it up a little bit from my, my typical floral things. So yeah, that's awesome. That's pretty much my life update. That's about it. I think, uh, just bring it back. This may take segment us into uh, another <laughs> topic, but I think 
I love that you're picking something that's relatable to yourself and something you're passionate about. I think that helps drive art and drive creativity when you have a personal connection to it and being that you're in Chicago and even people don't live in Chicago love Chicago. So you're going to get those people that maybe have left the city that still want some sort of memorabilia um, through an art form. I grew up in the East Coast originally and I can tell you anything Boston I absolutely love and I've always loved. Uh, but at the same time now, Chicago has obviously grown on me a lot, and I love the Chicago stars. So I feel like I'm, yeah, I'm definitely excited to be doing something that feels, well, A, it's it's a little bit mixing it up for me. I was getting a little bit, I, I love the florals, but I think it's good, any artist, to pivot occasionally and just do a new thing. And a series is always like a really great excuse to do that. And, um, but it is scary too, because it's like not my normal. So I was a little bit afraid of switching it. Cause it's like, I definitely get validation on social media. Like when I post my, um, flowers, cause that's like what a lot of people have followed me for. And now I'm posting things that are, you know, more like landscapes. Granted, they're still natural, still relatively in my style, if you know, I would say, but it's like, a little bit scary to to make that shift um, and see how it's going to be received by everybody. Yeah, and I think that actually is a great segue into today's episode that we're going to talk about social media and how social media plays such a key role in everyone's lives and how you identify yourself on social media, which is also how you identify yourself as an artist. Uh, they go really close together, and I think because of social media, it confuses us. I think we have a bit of an identity crisis when it comes to social media and you, you and yourself and defining how you want to be portrayed as an artist, um, as an individual, and as a brand. And so we're going to really dive into that today and discuss all things. Uh, it's almost a more of a marketing, social media, hybrid uh, mashup for yeah. today's episode. It's also a bit of a psychological thing too, we'll be talking about today as artists. Cause I think a lot of times like posting on social media and kind of creating that persona can also kind of mess with your head a little bit. And so sometimes can keep you in a little bit of a box too, as an artist. Other times, um, it can also be a good thing though. And, and keeping you in line with your customers in mind. So it goes both ways. So I think it's just an interesting topic. Yeah. And I, Julie and I actually, prior to jumping on the recording, we kind of did an exercise ourselves and I think it's more played therapist for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> therapist and marketing coach. No, yes. I think it's a great thing to actually talk through out loud with somebody. Um, that's maybe not family um yeah. that's going to tie into i mean obviously like i'm an ear for julia but i also have a marketing mind and i'm gonna tell her how it is yeah. in the world of marketing in order for her to be as like the most successful at what she does because she deserves it and you don't want people i don't want to say coddling but in a way it's like coddling people that are going to protect you exactly and like also another great example of this is like my boyfriend Kirk does not have mm -hmm. social media. So I'll be talking to him about social media and he has like zero clue. <laughs> and my mom, great. my mom too. My mom's my mom. Like she's just like, it looks great, sweetie. So it's like, it's nice to get the actual like honest feedback and be like, this is a little confusing or it'd be better if you kind of directed your attention at this or you're currently appealing to one kind of audience, but is that the audience you want? Yeah. So, and it's, it's a journey. Social a journey. media is a journey. It's, you have to go through you got to take multiple paths in order to get to where you're going. Yeah. So there is no wrong way. And I feel like I'm a broken record 
And I say like, there's no wrong way to do social media. There isn't. It just depends on what you want to get out of it. Yeah. And I think that's where we all have identity crisis. Um, ide- yeah, identity crisis. And with as being an artist, we have a lot of emotion and we identify through our art or we express ourselves through our art. So I think that's where it gets a little hazy and harder for artists. Um, and I'm not talking about content creators. Uh, they are artists in their own way, but content creators are people who are creating content uh, that is branded for a specific item or brand that's not them right. uh, or their specific handmade uh, beautiful art. So right. that's where we kind of have to put up this little bit of a business wall per yeah. se and it's think boundaries. about Yeah, it is. It's boundaries and kind of writing out we were even like looking through other artists and even just the language of follow us mm-hmm. on Instagram, you're yeah. a brand. So it's and that to me, it's like, that's a little, uh, identifier of like a brand versus a person. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that there's no person behind it. We all know there's people behind all the biggest brands out there, but if you're trying to sell art, identify yourself as a brand. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be far easier for you for coming up with content, you're going to be less stressed of being like, what do I need to share today? It's less personal. It's less personal. However, (laughs) this is where it gets confusing. So this is where I, this is where Aaron and I both kind of were like, not, we were not disagreeing, but it was just like, this is where it gets confusing for Mm -hmm. everybody. It's like, okay, for example, like a big part of the reason I go to Instagram or Facebook, mostly Instagram, um, is it is a place of community for me in a lot of ways. And I connect with other artists through my Instagram. Um, and I also connect with my consumer as well. So there is that personal touch that I, I, I think I've talked about on here a lot that I do really value and I don't ever want to get rid of that. That is a hundred percent valuable. Um, but then there's like, what's the difference between building a community and building a service and can the two coexist or does one need to, you know, carry a little more weight depending on what you want to do. And I think that was the question I was posing to Aaron. And I think you answered it really beautifully before about how, you know, it just depends. And then you really were talking about the different kinds of profiles. So I'm going to let you talk a little bit yeah. about this. So we were, we were kind of talking about um, the profiles and how people can get a little bit uh, confused and how you can navigate and figure out what's best for you. Because there, I can't stay, I can't sit here and tell you what is best for you. That's an exercise that you're going to have to do for yourself and what you want to gain out of it. But I'm going to give you a little bit of like a high level ex- uh story or experience that I had as so I am in the fitness industry and I use my platform for health and wellness I share stories about um, what I do to stay healthy but I don't market myself as because of what I am I am an influencer so I am an influencer I am not promoting a service Mm -hmm. and I'm not promoting a brand Right. Because a lifestyle, a lifestyle. Exactly. Yeah. And so I'm I get it. I'm catching on. That's where as, a, yeah, yeah. as an influencer, I am promoting all things about my life, which is my home decor, what I eat, but I am not a nutritionist where I am not providing you recipes. I'm not providing Sure. Maybe once in a while I can show you a recipe that I use and that I loved, or I'm just showing you a dish I made and people may message me and be like, Hey, where did you find that? And I can share a link. But I am not the go-to 
brand recipe guru that you're going to be like, oh, this is, I'm just throwing this out, this is no connection, but like Kraft Foods. Like Kraft Foods is going to be your go-to place because they are the expert in the food space that is or you're whatever not a you want to make. selling your cooking class. You know? Exactly. I, I'm not. So I think that's where you kind of have to ident- figure out your identity as in, are you an influencer? Are you a brand? Or are you just here for the community? Are you a, your, I'm going to say a mother with four children and you're just sharing what's going on in your day to day so your family can stay connected or friends? That's totally fine. You can absolutely do that. Uh, but don't think that through that you're going to be selling something. I do think though, however, here's where I start to get a little bit fuzzy. And this is, I know plenty of people who, for example, um, my cousin Kristen, she has a, um, a br- I would call what she does a brand at this point. However, she does, does share a lot about her life where she it's not really, she's not selling anything though, but she is kind of in a way like selling a community where she does, um, praise the Hail Mary. She's very Catholic. Praise a Hail Mary every morning. Uh, not Hail Mary. It's praise the rosary. Excuse me. Wow. Catholic school failed me. Apparently. Um, she does, says Hail Mary's in the rosary, you know, when she prays the rosary every morning and she's kind of collected a community of people who now gather with her every morning and go live and they do that. But in, in starting the whole entire, um, you know, her entire platform, basically, it was about the fact that she has seven children and that she kind of needs one Hail Mary at a time. So she does get a lot of these other moms who are also Catholic who want to have that, the faith in their life. And she, I think, is kind of starting now to sell like certain programs that she does. So like there is that cross there, but she does refer to herself as we a lot. Like Oh, my, one Hail Mary at a time. And then she kind of also has like a personal, she has created two separate Instagrams at this point, but the brand, the, the brand and her are very much linked. So she is the brand. So think of yeah, celebrities. She is the brand. Yeah. Celebrities are a brand. They are sure they're giving their like updates, da, 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 but she is selling her view, her story, her, her experience. Yeah. So I think that's where. It's not a physical item. Not to say that, so when you are, I guess this is where it gets funky because that's all valuable. Like you as a human and what your passions and what brought you to be an artist is all valuable. It's just how you share it and how you portray it because, and if you want to be the artist that also shares a combination, that's totally fine, but then just realize you may lose other people from your audience because I can say for an example uh, there was someone that was an influencer that I followed because they talked about health and wellness and I really loved it. It was engaging to me because I could uh, find cool tricks and tips and you know it was just content that I enjoyed to uh, consume. Then they started selling a service through their Instagram so they started promoting their personal training totally cool, totally fine for someone that's looking for a a trainer. That's great. I'm not looking for a personal trainer. I'm not interested in seeing people's before and after photos. I would be interested in seeing before and after photos if it's the person as the influencer saying like, here's my journey and here's where I'm at now. You're more interested in her her as a person. person. So you were there for the person. You were not there for the service. Exactly. Yeah. So as you can see, and so eventually, that was an unfollow for me. 
because I just doesn't relate to you. You're did, not, it doesn't relate to me. But that's not a loss on her her end. Like you should, no. we shouldn't view this as a loss, guys. Exactly. Like she actually like niched down and she figured out the fact that she, these are the, who she wants to be marketing to is not Aaron, not people who are not there to buy what she has offering. It's people who are there to see before and after pictures who want to be maybe inspired by that, who maybe want to hire a personal trainer and get her tips on personal training now. But that's not what Aaron was wanting. So she did a good job in narrowing down. Um, I guess I shouldn't say unfollow because I shouldn't say that. I mean, I still support this person. I still course, think, yeah. and obviously but it's, it's, it's not someone for who's you. looking for, yeah, I would totally refer someone to this individual if they were looking for a trainer and whatnot. And same thing with like art. Um, I would, if there was someone that I know that's looking for a specific form of art that I don't do, or I think someone else could do better, I would refer them out to them just because it's not a t- aesthetic that I follow on Instagram. doesn't mean that I don't support the artist or the creative um, or the service. I think it's just a matter of there's just so much going at me every day and so much marketing, so much content that... You need to be able to predict, to know what you're going to get from this person. Yeah. I think that there's some comfortability in that. And not that you can't mix it up, not that you can't, you know, have a different sort of caption, a different sort of story every once in a while, but it is really important to find your target market, find your target audience, because it is eventually going to give you, A, a clearer vision and make it easier for you to figure out what to post. It's also going to make it easier for people to find you mm-hmm. who are looking for what you are doing. Um, which kind of brings me to like the dilemma that yeah. Aaron and I were talking about <laughs> about me, which is that I'm currently in this dilemma where I think artists, as artists, we're in like that weird position. I was talking about my cousin a minute ago who, you know, has kind of created this community around her faith and also is still very much a person and the two things are together, but they're also separate. And so I actually think art is kind of similar where it's like a big reason I said before I go to Instagram is for that artist community. And it is a big part of that. I want to share about me and my journey as becoming a full-time artist. Like I think that's a lot of artists follow me for that. Like they literally, Mm -hmm. they like to see my art, but they literally also follow me because they want to hear about how I'm doing and how Mm -hmm. I'm doing it. How it works. On the other end, the thing is those people aren't buying from me. They're artists following me to see how I'm doing it. But at the other end of it, it's like, at the end of the day, what I'm, I have a service and I'm a painter and I am trying to gain a following of people who are interested in buying my art. Um, and I'm like confused as to how to, if I do both together, if I kind of do less of one, focus on the other, or if I split it up entirely and I have a whole different account that's just me talking about doing art full time and I'm speaking to those other artists and then I keep my art account just for the people who want to see my art, people who just want to you know be there to appreciate it or to buy it. And if that's going to be A, less confusing for me, less confusing for my audience, I don't know. I don't know. I think it sounds nice, but at the, at the end of the day also it's like, Part of me is also like, oh my gosh, it's one more account to manage, you know? Um, 100%. So I don't but know. I, so something that I've experienced just through my own, and it doesn't mean that you... So as... I hate saying the word influencer, but as an influencer... Yeah, that's what you are. I'm, I'm not identified necessarily for... I mean, most people don't even know I'm in advertising and that I do... I should say most. My friends and family know I'm in advertising. I, I would just go The majority of like the 10,000 people who follow yeah. you do not know that you're an advertising. No, they know me as the yogi, the fitness person, the brain tumor survivor. Like that's what I'm identified through social media. Totally fine. And I'll post my 
be greedy stuff and they're like cool like yeah they're like uh, that's cool maybe that's, they're not really that interested in it they're not they're not going to my page to shop greeting cards it doesn't mean that it's any less me um i and it also i've learned okay so maybe i'm not going to share a greeting card every week to promote it but it's still part of my so i think it's just and again oh another social media account so i did create another social media account um, for be greedy because those are the people I want to reach. I want to reach a different following. I want to reach people that are looking for greeting cards, someone that's into Etsy shops. I want someone who is looking for funny, humorous quotes and whatnot, not necessarily someone who's looking for, it doesn't mean that people that are into fitness and health and wellness don't find any of that valuable, but it's not going to be their go-to thing. Um, same with like, I have a friend who's a graphic designer. She promotes all graphic design stuff and graphic, other fellow graphic designers follow her for that reason. What fonts are cool, what is going on in the world of graphic design, what is the color palette that she's using right now, what are brands, what's a new trendy um, hand lettering, stuff like that. And I, I follow her. Uh, she did transition from being a little bit more of a high, this is my lifestyle, to I'm going to own this graphic design creative space for other graphic designers to either join the community, share their tips and tricks or fonts that they like. Uh, but it was an interesting pivot and I think it took time to get there. Um, I mean, we all take time to figure out how to um, identify yourself. I mean, I have this crisis all the time, but it drew so the thing that helps with social media not say it validates it, but it does help you understand your audience better. Uh, and even if it means you understand your audience better in a way that you want to pivot and go the other way. So for example, we're going to take Julia's uh, dilemma of reaching artists, other fellow artists that are pursuing art as a career or wanting to know how they can pursue it as a career versus uh, people that are want to purchase art. Doesn't mean what she's doing is wrong, but if she's constantly reaching an audience of how to become an artist, She's not reaching as many people in the other area who want to buy. Doesn't mean that she's going to fail as an artist. It just means it's, she's going to have to work well, harder in other ways. Easily. It's going to be it's going to be difficult to a appeal to both audiences at the same time because they are very different. And one is just I think. But the thing is, here's what I, what we want. I want to also um, caveat. Yeah, a caveat to this is that. Okay, so both are very valuable. Both can be a business. Like, both can. And so, like, if I want to, which I actually do in this new year want to do, is I, I, I think uh, this conversation has gone on. I've decided I am going to make a separate account for talking about being an, art, an artist full-time to other artists. Because I'm also going to cr try to create, like, a community there where, um, kind of like my cousin Kristen, who has, like, her community and it's about her, I want to kind of have that. So like both can be a business and it's just, Oh, it's both can be a business. It's just kind of navigating the balance. Yeah. Navigating the balance. And also like, for example, I can create that community. I can turn that community of artists that follow me into a business in the sense that I could also have like create, I'm actually planning on what I'm going to plan to do this year is create like an accountability group where we all get together like once or twice a month and we work towards like our goals as artists and kind of encourage, encourage each other and cheer each other on. Um, because I do think that's a big need in the artist community and it will help a lot of people and it's something I feel passionate about which pairs beautifully with also the fact that I am doing art so it's like I'm creating a community that's like a separate business 
And then I also want to obviously sell my art and appeal to an audience of people who want to buy my art. Um, and so anyway, I think that this has all been like an interesting exercise and, and feeling less conflicted I actually feel like a little I feel like better right now about this because I, I actually was had I, I couldn't figure out like why I felt so overwhelmed and I'm like I think because I was like trying to do too much on one page and once again this is not to say that you can't put a lot of yourself out there onto your art platform but it's all about what kind of story you're trying to tell yeah and so an exercise that I've always done with my clients um, in the world of advertising is Obviously, we all put our heart and soul into each individual post. So I challenge anyone and everyone to go to your feed, like your full feed, your grid, whatever you want to say, call it. And if you were an outsider, what would you take away from it? When you look at it, can you clearly see like this is an artist who paints XYZ or does ceramics or whatever? If you go to um, a person, so I'm just using a personal trainer because I feel like it's just very clear. If you go to a personal personal trainer's uh, page, you're going to see before and afters. You're going to see maybe exercises that you can do at home right now. I know a lot of personal trainers that are putting out workouts every other day in order to promote not only their service and show, that shows that their um, skill set is valid valid and is well received, um, and you can do it at home, and then you're going to want to pay them for more. So if you go to the pay, the feed and you see that, you clearly know who they are, what they're doing, and you'll decide, I want to follow that. If you go to someone else's page and it's just a hodgepodge, you're like, do they sell? Here's a great example, actually. Rewind all this. You know when you're watching TV and it's a perfume commercial and you're like, what are they selling? No offense to perfume commercials, but it takes you, it takes you to the very end and then it's like, perfume the best of the sea. So you don't want, you're going to lose your audience. If you, they have to wait the whole entire commercial to figure out what you're about, maybe they'll be like, oh, it's pretty, it's cool, I'll follow. But with the algorithm, who knows if it's going to pop up enough for them to actually see what you're all about. So that's why it's very helpful and beneficial to yourself. If you have photo on your Instagram with your dog, you just need a dog Instagram. <laughs> you just need an Instagram yeah. for your dog. And then, your art, and then your art Instagram should be just your oh, art. Oh, yeah. That's a great example. Like, if you're... Okay, let's... I have a, a friend who's an influencer who actually promotes um, fashion and dogs. Like, that is what she does. And every single thing she posts about fashion and dogs. And you know that she's all about rescuing dogs in style. Kind of gave her a handle up. <laughs> but that's... But it's, but it's so well done because it's so clear what she does it's in her name it's in every photo she's not sharing um necessarily why she does it she doesn't necessarily share every single detail of everything but it's just like it's really, really cool clear but if as an individual land on it really clear yeah it's a brand and that's where she's getting her partnerships is because people want to be part of that brand people want to be featured in it um and with that it's clear. And I think that's the biggest thing. It's just making sure it's clear that if she was promoting dogs and clothing and then once in a while, and then also showing coffee, people are going to be like, whoa, wait, what, what, what is this company? Do they sell this or this, this? Some companies sell it all. I mean, go to a Target. They got it all. That makes sense for them. But you'll, you'll, yeah, you'll notice even Target will do like Target fashion or Amazon fashion. Like you'll even see these companies breaking it up 
to just hit that target audience. And so really identify by looking at your feed, what is the story you're telling? Is that the story that's hitting the audience you want it to hit? Majority. But I would never tell Julia, don't ever talk about your life. Don't ever show your face. Uh, I mean, you still can absolutely do that, but just find that balance. So maybe it's not every other photo, but it's once in a while, or especially if you're creating this community, show this community profile and then share it with your, right. hey, like people that, that bought my art, look at this. Like, so, you know, Erin was saying before, like, she was not about to post once a week of her gr- uh, greeting cards because it didn't relate at all to what she was doing. Exactly. At least, you know, me talking about being a full-time artist absolutely relates to me mm-hmm. showing my art. So like, I could post once a week about, you know, or not maybe not once a week, but I could do like every once, once in a while yeah. a post or on my story. I think a story is a perfect way Absolutely. where it's not on the feed, it's in the story. So people who are following you can be like, oh, she does this too, that's cool. Cool. Um, yeah. So you can redirect people who already follow you. Like the, you the story studio, highlights. like people wanna see your studio, like as, yeah. a, as someone, as a buyer. Um, yeah. Sure, it may not be as beneficial for me to know that you, only paint with this kind of paint and or you paint XYZ, best, or you paint best in the mornings because you're most productive. Like, they don't really care exactly. about that. <laughs> so there, but once again, like you could do maybe that on your story and be like, if you want to hear more about this, like go check out my other profile. That's all about how I'm how I manage being a full time artist and like what that looks like. And join my group if you want to learn how to be a full time artist. Exactly. And so, honestly, people will message you. Yeah, they if will. People want to. Yeah. They if, will. if I'm a buyer and I want to know, like. Oh, are you in Chicago? They're gonna ask you. Yeah. They're like, oh, do you have a do you have a studio somewhere? Yeah. Do you have paintings that I can view in person? People are gonna ask you that kind of stuff. So don't feel like you have to pour it all out right away. Right. Um, leave a little bit of a mystery. Exactly. Because you'll get, keep them coming back for more. Exactly. And I also think this kind of leads into okay, in terms of the identity thing, another like part of this conversation too. And my second dilemma that I was talking to Aaron about is that. I, I mean, granted, it was just the holidays. I was very much focused on commission work and I was obviously a lot of what I was posting to, but my concern right currently, and this maybe is relating to a lot of artists, especially artists who are currently doing art full time, is that I got a lot of commissions, thankful for that, but I'm kind of becoming a commission workshop. And it's going to be the commission whore. No. Yeah. Like I'm the commission. I'm just the commission, the commission bitch. Like I just do all the commissions, like, which is fine. Like, but I also really like, I don't want people to come to my feed, land on it and be like, Oh, she does just commissions. She doesn't have like a set of a style or aesthetic that she has or that she's claiming it's just like she'll do whatever i want her to do and so i need to be really careful about posting commissions i think going forward and i'll maybe post one and do like a slide where you can see some of my previous commissions so what i can say as a fellow artist i can tell that julia has a very distinct style and aesthetic but i'm also an artist and i have an eye for that so i can see even though she's painted a dog it's still julia's painting not everyone can differentiate that. So that's where you kind of have to bring it back and I don't want to say dumb it down, but you have to keep that lens on that not everyone understands commission versus non-commission.
commission, they, they think you're an artist and you paint whatever. I, there's so many people that'd be like, oh, can you recreate this for me? I'm like, no, that's another artist who made that. I'm not gonna recreate that for you. Like, that's not what I do as an artist. I will, I'm inspired by other art, but doesn't mean I'm gonna duplicate it, that's illegal. Exactly, and also <laughs> like, I think you gotta stick to your guns a little bit. And so, okay, this, as I was saying, like, the commission, commissions are awesome and I'm obviously gonna keep doing them, but I think that you have to, if you want to, I think there's a more of a longevity when you establish yourself coming back to the whole brand thing. Um, when you make it really clear what you do and that like, for example, I know I love to paint flowers. I also like to paint landscapes. Um, and maybe there'll be other things I like to paint in the future. I don't know. And there's a, there's a lot within that. Like honestly, those two things, there's a lot to explore. And however, so I want to be kind of known for that. But I, I am open to painting your dog. I will paint your dog. Um, but I don't want someone to come to my page and be like, Julie is a dog painter and that's all she does. Or Julie just paints my ho- paints houses and that's all she does. Because mm-hmm. um, that's a huge thing. There's a lot of people that they do architectural drawings of people's homes. Like, that is their bread and butter. That is what they like to do. They want you to send a picture of their, photo of their home. People, and same thing with dogs. Like, People, you can go on Etsy today and go on, like, submit your photo of a dog mm-hmm. and it'll come back to you in two weeks as an acrylic painting. Yeah. Um, cool. I mean, that's definitely a, a route and a career path one can go down if that's what you want to do. But there's also a lot of artists that want to, like, Picasso. Like, Picasso, he clearly did commissions at one point. But eventually people picked Picasso because they want Picasso's original pieces. And they, and, yeah. and they want to see what he does and what he creates and comes from his Without those and creativity. Yeah. And so that is what I want to be. But I was, I'm kind of like going down a road that I don't want to be on. But once again, this comes back to like, it's necessary for me to take commissions in order to support myself as an artist right now. So this is not knocking commissions, like obviously take them. But once again, it comes back to curating your feed so that you direct yourself in the right direction so that, you know, over time you become more of that kind of artist. If that's the kind of artist you want to be like me, where you want to be known for your style and people to come to you and be like, paint whatever. I love whatever you paint. Um, not create your own boundaries. Don't let your, don't let the society create them for you. Exactly. Right now, that's exactly what I'm saying. Cause currently I'm kind of just being like pushed wherever people, you know, tell me, they say like jump and I say how high and I just do it. You know, it's like, I paint whatever they tell me to. So once again, this is not knocking commissions, but I think it's important to use your persona on social media to eventually get you where you want to be. Um, maybe that means I need some kind of side gig, which might be the community building thing that I do. Yeah. And that's something I had a real realization. Um, and you guys heard it in my last episode is just because you're not 40 hours a week painting or doing ceramics doesn't make you any less of an artist. Careers for anyone means something. I think society puts this pressure of like, a full time is 40 hours a week and you make a salary. The times are changing. Let me tell you, especially through this pandemic experience, it's just not necessary anymore for it to be a 40 hour. There's more flexibility. There's more 1099s. Like it's just becoming more acceptable. Being a freelance designer is just as much of a full time job. Um, so I think that's just something that people need to get comfortable with and understand that like, just because you're not making six figures, and I know I'm just throwing that number out there, as an artist doesn't make you any less of an artist or mean that you're not a full-time artist. So keep that in mind that, sure, obviously, like what time you can dedicate to it is going to help with your success. 
but I also have a father who always told me don't mix up effort with success. You're going to find people that just, you know, it comes to them naturally and they put very little effort in and get a lot out. Um, he used to tell me about that with pole vaulting. I was like, why did that person get to jump so much higher? Well, they were a gymnast their whole entire life and it comes more natural to them. Whereas I had to work my ass off in order to get to where I wanted to be in that sport. And I think it's just reminding yourself like, sure, like just because you quit your day job and paint or exercise art 40 hours a week doesn't mean that you're suddenly going to become super successful over it. Like you gotta it be takes work. And as it takes work, you gotta be strategic yeah. and that's kind of what I, that's the phase I'm, I'm in right now where it's like, it's, if I want to make this work, I need to be more strategic. I can't just post willy, post anything willy nilly. Like I need to think more about what I'm doing, like any business and create like a bit more of a marketing plan, a bit more of, you know, become more professional, I guess. <laughs> Most people don't like, not to like make sure no one thinks that this is like a knock on anyone. Like this isn't something you just like wake up and realize. No, no. Like, <laughs> like I'm only doing because it's taken yeah, me, exactly. it's taken me a long time to get to this spot right now. And so I'm not saying like you need to go and become like super business, business only, which is also once again, not what I'm doing. I'm just refining what I'm doing, but it, it, it might take you a while to figure out what you want to refine too. Like, you know, don't refine yourself to be like me or to be like Aaron or to be like anybody refine it based on your experience and what is working for you on social media and what audience you want to attract. And as Aaron was saying before, like Aaron, I think you're a perfect example of like, you have a lot of different things you do, a lot of different hobbies, a lot of different, I mean, heck you're like a wellness influencer. You also are a graphic designer and in advertising and you also paint, but like and you can no. be a little bit. Well, yeah. <laughs> you can be it all, but you but can it's... be it all. But if you want to be like, that would be a really confusing Instagram. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, yeah. Well, I think of, so also, not to be like, and I do this. I grew up playing the cello. I've played the cello my whole entire life. I started playing when I was six years old, but I'm not Yo-Yo Ma. I did not pursue it as a career. It doesn't mean that it's any less of me. I'm still a musician. I love music and I love uh, classical music, but it's just not where my heart wanted to go with it. Um, so I think that's just like identifying like, Hobby, and I really respect commissions. Versus, hobby versus business. So what's, what's yeah, and I and I think um, that's with like graphic design. Like even graphic design used to be a hobby, and then eventually made it into career. And it, it's very different when it's my hobby and when I'm designing things for myself versus designing things for clients. It's a different experience as it is when you're taking commissions. It's a different experience, um, and it's just setting like what you want with that journey and how you want to get to where you want to be and it's going to take a lot of trial and error to get to where you want to be with it um you may find like julia may go in off and paint this new series and then you know really be like oh those i want to go back to those florals totally go for it or i decide i just want to continue to paint chicago forever and that's all i do (laughs) i don't know i don't i doubt it but um, (laughs) but that's the thing you don't have to pigeonhole yourself um i mean also, like, let's say everyone's loving your roses that you painted. It doesn't mean you only have to paint roses, too. So exactly what I was saying is, like, don't let society and those around you build your barriers and your boundaries. Do it for yourself. It's going to be a transitional period. It's going to take time to take off. So don't get discouraged by the likes and the engagement not follow, like, being So flexible. much of that, yeah, yeah. total side note to that, or big side note to all of this is that so much of this is an algorithm. So we're all honestly, a lot of this conversation is about helping you 
hack the algorithm because the algorithm likes consistency and consistency of content. And so like you have to na- okay, obviously we all we all have to navigate the algorithm. Mm-hmm. But, but it it's about figuring so out yeah, right. But it's about figuring out how to make social media work for you and bring you yeah. closer to the audience you want to be serving at the end of the day. So Because if you are I mean I always think about it this way. So I have 10,000 followers. Cool. But what if I had, um, what if 9,000 of them don't even like fitness? Like that doesn't do me any good. Right. Like, or like just... tomorrow, if you tried to sell them a painting, I don't think probably many would bite because no, that's not like, your oh, audience. Cool. So I mean, sure. They engage and be like, Oh, I didn't know you painted, but no one's gonna be like, Oh, can I buy that? I mean, once in a while you'll get like, Oh, so like numbers, <laughs> numbers only matter when they're the right people. Exactly. That's what I was trying to get at. That was the more simple. Like numbers only mean something if it's the right numbers. Well, I think that this has been helpful. I hope that this made sense. I know that this was a helpful, you know, for me as like a therapy session <laughs> in terms of becoming <laughs> a little bit more clear on what I want um, out of my social media platform. Um, so hopefully this becomes that for you and that you can kind of reflect on, on that and what you're putting out there. And if it's consistent with what you want, um, to be attracting. It's like, uh, putting the vibes out in the world, yeah. you know, you got what vibes you you out there. If yep. you're kind, kindness will come to you. So use that as your guide, um, use it as your motto and go out there, create kick work and art and be kind to yourself. If you found this episode helpful or you think somebody else is also having a bit of an Instagram identity crisis and this might help them, um, definitely send it over and let us know if you if you have a question about your Instagram, DM us on Jesso Girls. We're at Jesso Girls on Instagram. Um, we're always happy to chat and talk more about this stuff. So um, yeah, thank you again and we'll be back on next week.